You're listening to The Data Dump, bite-sized data stories for your ears. I'm your host, Zach Bowders. Cameron Bruce Crow was born July 13, 1957 in Palm Springs. He famously wrote a cover story for Rolling Stone at the age of 16. He had toured with Allman Brothers Band for three weeks and interviewing the band and crew, immersed himself in the behind the scenes culture of the music of the 1970s. So it's not surprising that with his experience in the 1970s rock scene that he would be the perfect writer-director for Almost Famous, a critical and audience success that while it didn't dazzle financially, won Oscars, Grammys, and Golden Globes while telling the story of a teenage journalist on tour with a rock band. Now, while Almost Famous had the heat, it was a loss for the studio, which was a shock in the wake of Crow's massively profitable Jerry Maguire. In an industry where awards are lauded but cash is king, Cameron Crowe proved a very unreliable bet, with alternating movies being either highly profitable or financial disasters. Crowe's last released film, Aloha, dropped in 2015 and won his second net negative financially, and potentially his last. While he's created a few rock documentaries and a TV series for Showtime, it's unknown if he'll make it back in the director's seat for a studio film again. This is the story of The Darling. Cards on the table, I am a big Cameron Crowe fan to the point where I enthusiastically took my then-fiancé to see the film Elizabeth Town in a nearly empty theater with four other couples. All the couples were sitting in their various quadrants when one guy had the audacity to stand up before the previews began and survey the audience asking who among us had the guy choose this movie. With Orlando Bloom as a lead, it wasn't really seen as the kind of thing that dudes wanted to go to. But I was the only one to raise my hand, and I don't regret that, because while Elizabeth Town may not be considered one of Cameron Crowe's better movies, in fact, it's considered one of his worst movies, I love it. But unfortunately, that probably isn't enough. So let's talk about the darling Cameron Crowe. To date, Crowe has released eight feature films. His first two Say Anything and Singles were both small budget and small box office, and Jerry Maguire is when he really first entered the public perception as a big voice that people wanted to see. And Jerry Maguire, by all accounts, was an unqualified hit. Uh, while the budget was $50 million, which was nearly five times that of singles, the box office ultimately came out to over $273 million compared to singles' paltry $18.5 million taken. His follow-up to Jerry Maguire, Almost Famous, is considered one of his most seminal works. In fact, if you ask most people about Cameron Crowe, Almost Famous will probably be the movie they will bring up. And it did succeed critically, but not financially. On Cameron Crowe's first four theatrical releases, critics and audience are all very close in terms of their ratings, all within five points of each other, and all of them very positive, with the lowest score amongst those four films being a 73 audience score for singles. Almost Famous sees an audience score of a 92 and a critical score of an 89, 
which are very good scores in terms of critical and audience response. However, the box office failed to reflect these positive vibes. Almost Famous had a budget of $60 million, which is chump change compared to a modern Marvel film. But then again, that's not the kind of films that you pay Cameron Crowe to make. However, the box office for Almost Famous came in at $47.4 million, so a net loss of almost $13 million. What happened there? Well, one of the easier things to see about Almost Famous in particular is that much of its critical and audience response is in retrospect. It has become a cult classic at the time. It was a sleeper at the box office, and it just didn't take off. While Jerry Maguire had the star power of Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger, Almost Famous featured a lot of smaller actors who, now in retrospect, many of whom have gone on to have massively successful careers, at the time, it didn't have the draw of a Jerry Maguire. Potentially knowing this, the follow-up to Almost Famous is the Tom Cruise vehicle Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky's budget increased again to $68 million, and it paid off this time with a box office return of over $200 million, about 203 and change. This would be Crow's second most financially successful film. And in fact, he would never again hit the financial heights of Jerry Maguire. Vanilla Sky, for all of its financial success, though, faltered in terms of critical response. Audiences gave it a 72 on Rotten Tomatoes, but critics were 30 percentage points lower at 42. They did not like this movie. Elizabethtown followed Vanilla Sky and took a cut in terms of budget at $45 million and only bought in $52 million at the box office. Much like Vanilla Sky, audiences rated it a 66, which is just barely fresh on the Rotten Tomatoes scale, but critics hated it at 28. There would be a substantial gap between films, with Crow ultimately returning to make We Bought a Zoo and Aloha. We Bought a Zoo, on a budget of $50 million, made $120 million. And this may be due to the charm of the film or some of the star power, featuring Matt Damon and Scarlett Johansson at the height of their power. And we saw a rebound in terms of audience and critical responses, audiences giving it a 71 and critics at a 65, a tightening again back to pre-Vanilla Sky levels of agreement. All of this brings us to Aloha. Cameron Crowe's final feature film. Aloha on all accounts is a mess. While many of Crowe's previous films may not have performed financially and performed critically, or performed critically and not financially, Aloha failed in all regards. On a budget of $37 million, Aloha only brought in 26.3. And to make matters worse, critics and audience both soundly hated this film with audiences coming in at a seemingly generous 28 and critics at a 20. So if you were to imagine Cameron Crowe's box office returns, you would see a sawtooth zigzag with Say Anything dipping to singles, peaking to Jerry Maguire, plunging to Almost Famous, spiking to Vanilla Sky, dropping to Elizabethtown, peaking back up to We Bought a Zoo, and finally burying in the ground with Aloha. And at the end of the day, in many cases, you can blame directors for getting out over their skis. As they become more successful, they're given greater budget and take on projects, perhaps on a scale that they are unable to deliver on. But Cameron Crowe isn't that kind of case. 
All throughout his career, he seemingly had been making exactly the kind of movies he wanted. And while his budgets did increase, especially in the middle of his career, and then decrease once again, the budgets have no real correlation to whether the movies are good or not. Oftentimes, on a higher budget like Almost Famous, he totally fails to deliver, or like Elizabethtown, while a similar budget on Vanilla Sky might be a massive hit. Now, in two of those cases, at least you can possibly attribute it to Tom Cruise's popularity, or maybe Matt Damon and Scarlett Johansson and We Bought a Zoo. But then you have to take into account Elizabethtown, which had Orlando Bloom and Kirsten Dunst at some of the peaks of their career as well. Ultimately, we may not really be able to attribute why Cameron Crowe's career has been a roller coaster and a financial planning nightmare for studios. Crowe is, by all accounts, a talented director that people like and want to see good things out of, but he has been unable to deliver consistently. While Crowe was hot with critics early in his career and audiences were in pretty close agreement during that time, but from Vanilla Sky forward, critics and audiences varied and greatly in some cases in their opinions, with audiences being the more favorable of the two. So while Crowe may potentially go on to have a successful career, in his music documentaries and television series, I'm afraid in a market where we are only really willing to fund big budget superhero films that we may have seen the last of the theatrical darling Cameron Crowe.